Today's episode of the Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors. Uh, when you decide to put some new windows in or new doors, it's really exciting, right? You're pumped, but sometimes you don't even know where to begin. But let me help you out. You've got two options to go when you go with Pella, and obviously you should go with Pella. The first option is you can schedule a free in-home consultation. That's right, free. You're going to get a Pella expert out to sit down with you, look at your home, and they can put together a Scott frost S game plan for your home that fits your budget, your wants, and your needs. That's one option. Or you can head out to the showroom. The showroom is really cool. Sometimes it actually helps to see the window and see the door, open it, close it, to get a better feel for exactly what you are putting into your home. The showroom is a great place to start as well. Just know any direction you go with, Pella can 100% provide window and door solutions to any home. Check them out online, Pella Omaha. Dot com. That's PellaOmaha.com. And the Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by my good friends at Runza. Listeners of the show know that I'm a big hip-hop fan, and that's why when it's time to get my lunch game right, I crank up the Runza DMC, which stands for Runza Delicious Meaty Combo. I get my Runza sandwich. I throw a little cheese in that thing. I pair it up with the world's best crinkle fries, Get it, polish it off with the pop colder than the ice in Adrian Martinez's veins, baby. That's the Runza DMC, the delicious meaty combo. Get to Runza today. Get yours and tell them your friend, your pal, Nick Ba sent you. All right, it feels good to uh, be back in the saddle for doing these real game recaps. Uh, Nebraska, the 2020 season is officially off and running, and uh, that means it's time for game recap pods with former Husker linebacker, former All-Big 12 linebacker, Bo Rude. Uh, this was uh, certainly a lot to talk about with Nebraska, unfortunately falling uh, to Ohio State 52-17, to but there were a lot of interesting things with this football game. So without further ado, let's get to it. Here's a little game recap. Nebraska, Ohio State with yours truly and Bo Rude. It feels good to be back in the saddle uh, recapping games that currently happened rather than games that happened like 30 years ago. Bo Rude is here. It's our, our very first 2020 Husker football actual game recaps here. Um, Nebraska loses 52-17. to 17. I miss, you know what I miss? I miss you coming over and us having to withhold... <laughs> all of our thoughts before we turn on the microphones. I miss this. This, this is bringing back all the old memories. This here. is our favorite way to do a recap. Yes. I think the the Husker Classics is it's fun to do, but it's way more prep work and more discussion. I think yes. where this is true, like we have to go out of our way to not talk about what's going to happen here today. Well, we got to have to figure out though if like are we. At the same time, are we committed to not watching games together like ever again? No, we're not. We're not I don't committed. Want, I don't want that. Nope. We don't go that. We don't change our life f- to do the recap. We, but if we can withhold at every opportunity, we're going. To. <laughs> we, we would. We would watch the last dance together. And even that, we we withheld things, but like we'd look at each like big we'd give each other yeah. big. We'd look at each other and, and like mouth you'd be, like oh you'd be writing down God. notes. Look at me like <laughs> yeah, I got some, I got something for you. I mean, that's what we can do. It's like, yes. all right. I will say this. So before we get into it, I, before we dive into it, yesterday felt, because we're recording this on a Sunday, it's about four o'clock. Yesterday felt great, right? Like just oh. to take a step back from Nebraska lost 52-17, like it felt like I woke up and it had, you just forget what that feels like to wake up on a Saturday in the fall and Nebraska has a game. Like there's just the the feeling in the air is different. I think it was like it's almost like Christmas morning, it right? Is. You get it's like 
As a kid, you wake up Christmas morning, you go down, the first gift you open right away was a great one. And you go, yes! Yeah! Christmas is great! This is now, great! maybe the rest of the gifts weren't so good throughout right. the day, but right. that first gift gave you the, the it gave you your Christmas moment. That's I what it is. Yesterday gave us our Nebraska football. Just, it let us have Nebraska football, and Nebraska came out and had a great start, which was like all we, all, yes. all we wanted, I think. Yes, and it, real quick... Overall, I felt like the production of the game, only when they would show the wide shots of the field yeah. or the stadium, I, it, it felt fair. And maybe this is a product of having six weeks of watching other football, so you're yeah. numb to it. But like, I just I feel like the games felt like the NBA games always felt a little like this feels different. NBA, you you see it way more obvious just because right. you can't you can't condense the the view as much. But with with the, with football, they they pan in that noise. Yes, and actually, you you kind of like you really forget there's no one in there. I truly I watched that game not thinking about an empty state, not even for like a second. Really. So that's what I want. I thought first of all, all the old all the emotions that you usually feel, I felt waking up on the on the first game of the day, right? But yeah, but first maybe even more than normal. Yes. Is what I'm saying. Like it, we got so much withheld from us for a couple months that just to get that. Like, oh my God, we got a amazing. series. To get that first series out of the way was like so, unbelievable. So you you it was like, okay, what's this gonna feel like? Still yeah. felt great. Then it was like, what's this gonna look like? Still to me it looked, looked fairly fine. normal to looked me. Fine. So that was that was fun. Yeah. That was fun. So I I, I wanna there's a there's a lot of there's a lot in this game to unpack. And th- it's always really, really, really hard to not completely overreact to the first game, good or bad, yeah. right? Like, and there's a lot to unpack here, but I wanted to, I want to start by running through drive by drive of the first half and then the first two possessions of the second half to really illustrate how in what I perceive to be a combination of self-inflicted mistakes, lack of attention to detail, unfortunate breaks, and big opportunities squandered, like they had a chance to really make this a game. Yeah. It's easy to just go right to the end of the first half and say, there it is. And it's like, yes, that was a huge part, and we'll get to that. But like rewatching this game was was eye-opening for me. You know, yeah, it was good. It was good. I think we both did this. Is we we rewatched the game this morning, where you can rewind, rewind again, and really dive into the the plays that went wrong and sort of each scenario of what what went right and what went wrong. You could really break down and go, okay, that's that's where our mistakes were. Those were the good things, and that that was helpful. I felt. Oh, because uh, listen. Nebraska was right there until the end of the half, and I'm telling you, and I don't know if you agree with me. Nebraska didn't even play all that great. No, it it was that that I think that's what we'll get into is is what is our our takeaway of what we are. I think like I, that's where we'll get to at the end of this. But because that's the thing, it's like Nebraska didn't even play all that great, which is like encouraging considering the opponent, but also frustrating because it's like the same old story for Nebraska, right? Yes. So yep. here we go. Everybody blew their load pretty good on the first. <laughs> oh, <try>. I mean. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> It was, uh, it was, it was high school, uh, high school homecoming, yeah, high school freshman. homecoming in the back seat of the car. You heard, you heard this is coming. Uh, the, that, uh, uh, it's pretty cool what happens. And, uh, oh, how much did uh, everybody 
lose lose it on the first drive of the game. Nick, uh, Nick, when, my wife turned to me because the sound I made when we got into the end zone, the sound I made, she was like, she gave me a look like, are you okay? Because it was like I held it all in and I was like, yes, yes. You know, like, see, I think I, well, I, I screamed. So it's a four play 75 yard drive <laughs> where it ends in a Martinez touchdown, which was a good run, by the way, because yeah. he had to find another little alley and then just outran everybody to the pylon. But when they motioned Luke into the backfield and ran the counter and homeboy hit the sideline, I mean, pandemonium. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, was watching with my family. We, we lost our collective minds because I think there's two parts to that McCaffrey the McCaffrey play that were so they really because you know there was a couple they made a couple plays got a first down you know they were moving the ball McCaffrey motions in and they run a counter we're all kind of like going are they really running they put McCaffrey, McCaffrey at I yeah like back, which we'd never yeah. seen like true right and he beats the guy the corner accelerates cuts back and like he's almost going to the house yes and like you almost can't believe that in itself because we didn't know <laughs> luke mccaffrey could play eye back no comfortably no and he just did yeah so i think that combination is where we were all losing our mind because <laughs> yeah, when he motioned in the backfield i thought okay is this going to be like are they doing a halfback pass like or is yeah. this or is this all like he didn't know and then when there was just a legitimate run but it's just an incredible what a great start right yeah. like Great start, delivered the first punch, just marched down the field, score seven nothing. Yeah, I, I, I have to think that moment for Husker Nation did something for everyone. Like I, I almost feel there was a moment that happened. It didn't matter what happened the rest of the game. Right. And I, I think it didn't go our way the rest of the game right. as much. But that alone made everybody feel just good enough in that moment that they kind of I think we all went. I'm okay from here. In a, in a weird way, like, I'm okay. <laughs> well, what it did is it made you realize, like, you. I'm trying to think of a perfect analogy of, like, you can fight with your wife or your girlfriend, and then they can give you some little look or some little moment where you're like, oh, I still love you. You know? That, that's it. Yeah, and, like, and it was like, it's been a rocky relationship with Nebraska football from a fan's perspective. And then, like, you, you get that. You get McCaffrey's run, and then it's scoring, and you're like, oh, I still just love this team. Because I, I think still what, love all program. we wanted was like, oh, they're giving – no football. Oh, they're going to give us Ohio State first. Right. They're going to they're clobber us. That's what everybody's right. thinking, right? right? And the fact that we were willing to stand up and march down and, and plant one on them to start the game, that showed everybody that we're here to fight – and we're gonna make a, we're gonna try to make a game out. Yeah, because because right? that alone, I, I'm telling you, that alone just like it gave everybody these months of like it's stuck inside you, building up. You just go, oh, okay, yeah, all right. Now it's just playing football. Because I, I mean, I like I, I told my brother, I was like, Nebraska's gonna get killed. Today. <laughs> yeah. And then the kickoff happens, they march down. I'm like, Nebraska could win it, you know. Then you get wrapped up in it, and that's why you, that's what you, you love. Just want right? to be wrapped up in it, even if it's a half or right. two calf. What is it, Colin Coward's line? Like there are two things that make men stupid. Beautiful women and sports. Yeah. Like sports just make you stupid. Yep. You know, and that's pretty much what happened. But what a start. Yeah. So what a, what a great start. Great start. But now now is where here we go. Now this we have things, things to, to figure out from yes. here. So here comes Nebraska's defense for Ohio State's first drive. Nebraska gets Ohio State to fourth and five. Yeah. Fourth and five. I mean fourth it's not fourth and inches, fourth and five. 
And Ohio State's at the 30-yard line, I think they were at. Uh, Nebraska's 30-yard line. And big opportunity here to make a stop, make a play, get off the field, and all of a sudden here comes Nebraska's offense. You got a little mojo to come back onto the field. I mean, big opportunity. Opportunity is the only word you can use because college football is a game of momentum, and we had the momentum, and the momentum would have even been extended further if we could have just had And what's, un- what's unbelievable about it is, is Fields' pass actually gets deflected at the line. Yeah. But it still gets caught by an Ohio State wide receiver, so they convert the fourth and five. But that's just it. Nebraska, time and time again, there's these moments, not only in this game, but last year, the year before, there's these moments that present themselves. And Nebraska just, for some reason, can't seize those moments right now. But Master Teague then scores a touchdown from inside the five. So the game is tied at seven. Yeah. Nebraska's second – Nebraska then their offensively comes out for their second drive. On first down, they get a nine-yard gain to Wandell Robinson, and they get it to second and one. Then there's a big self-inflicted mistake. Nebraska gets a false start from their wide receiver, Lewer. Is his name Lewer? 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 Yeah. Lewer. He's a guy nobody's heard of before that moment. And And he gets a false start, backs Nebraska up. And I didn't think about that in the moment as much as when I went back at it. And I, and I, when you look back, you go, God, that's a real missed thing. Those are a missed opportunity to kind of keep, to keep our offense on the field, keep drives going. Um, I think we were so blinded by our, our great start in the moment. We didn't realize "Ah, you're fine. Lure, Lure, whoever you are, doesn't matter. We'll move the ball. But you realize like when it's second and one, you're going to get a first and you're going to get more opportunities. And that, that really hurt us. That stunts you, you know, exactly. You rewatch it. You're like, those are the little things that, that add up the mistakes, shooting yourself in the foot on the false start. So then Nebraska gets backed up to six, second and six, and they ultimately have to punt. So here comes Nebraska's defense for the second time against Ohio state. There were, there were so many third downs where Nebraska had chances to get off the field, yes. and they just couldn't do it. Nebraska gave up a quarterback sneak to field on fields on third and one. And then this is something that I, I, I know you can speak to. When you have an opportunity to sack a quarterback, just keep a hold Fucking bring him down. Drives me nuts. Bring him down. Just don't let go. Don't it, let go. That, that's the problem what I see over and over is people don't know how to just, like, hang on. Like – you got to hit grab and like, you got to hold that cloth. Like your life depends on it. And we had two guys on that play, you know, completely have their arms around him and then just not hold on, not hold on. And so he squirts through and picks up like seven yards. Yeah. Now what's hard is the replay showed that Justin Fields knee was down at the, at about the line of scrimmage, but nevertheless, oh, I, you you got to bring him down, right? I didn't even see that. And else. and so the refs missed it; they didn't review it. And get what happens on the very next play? Forty forty two yard touchdown, perfect pass, and Ohio State's up fourteen to seven. Well, but I guess my point is like what we're saying: if you got a chance to sack a guy, you sack the guy because you never know. Maybe the next play could have been different. So that that's a great point because I, I always look at the, 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 always the next play, like this, the, the cause and effect of something. So yes. there was another third and long on the, the drive. We're going to go yes. totally back to the drive before, before they got to fourth and five, it was like, I think it was third and 17 and they let, they let fields squeak out to get to that fourth and five. Right. So, right. you know what I'm saying? So yes. like, those are the moments too, where you go, 
gosh, guys, like it's third and long. Like just keep them all in front of you. Don't let them close. And so like I don't want to get too harsh for they did stop the third down conversion, but like letting them get it so close to like makes they makes make it the a, decision to go for it right. easier versus if it's fourth and ten versus seven. You know, it's like in that same way, like you you get that guy there and maybe they go, oh, we just took a sack. Let's not take a shot. Yes, but they they beat it out. And now they're like, well, now let's take. It's a, a good shot. way to put it. The cause and effect. You know, the, the I mean, cause and that, effect of not getting the guy down or, or allowing something to kind of like pretty much yeah. gives up it, it, or give up 14 points here because it's momentum. I really do believe coaches call plays differently depending on what just happened. Like no doubt. there's a feel, Oh man, we got, we took a loss. Then they, all of a sudden you're not going to throw the deep pass. You're like, we got to get back on track. Yes. To- totally. So there's another little moment here. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it, anyway, slice it. It's 14, seven Ohio state. Here comes Nebraska offensively for their third drive. Martinez gets a first down on a nice run on first down. But then a weird little unfortunate break here. Martinez has to come out of the game because of an yeah. equipment issue. Something was wrong with his helmet chin strap thing. And I, I don't want to bl- – like I was almost going to – like I thought about that during the game. I, I thought, that guy, that's your fault. You got It's like yeah, you sometimes have tightened up, if you like, get your helmet hit, it will break. Like right. that I will not – I'll just say that's bad luck. That's right. I just said that's it's just unfortunate. Luck. It's just that's, unfortunate. I don't, I'm not going to blame it on a person for bad. That's a bad luck moment. So Martinez goes out, which ends up being a big deal because here comes Luke McCaffrey for his, his at quarterback. The next play is a loss of four. And then the very next play on second down, Luke, fumble, Luke McCaffrey yeah. fumbles the snap. So all of a sudden, it's third and 16th. Same and thing, McCaffrey yeah. has to run a draw just to be safe. He doesn't pick it up, and Nebraska has to punt. Well, and that's the thing, too, is like when you're on track, you get the first down. You, like when Luke comes in, they're changing the play. Yes. They're calling the play for the new quarterback that is coming in that is getting his mind wrapped around, I've just entered the game. So they used, they hand it off, and then it was like, you know, quarterback draw. So th- that's what happens when Martinez leaves the game yeah. when they were on track. So another moment of – like let's. Why is it got to be always harder than it needs to be? Yes, and and just unfortunate. You yeah. know, it's just it's a combination of an unfortunate helmet issue forces Mark Martinez out, and then McCaffrey fumbles a snap. Yep. You know, and that's your drive. I mean, these are you're at Ohio State, bro. Like you're you're not going to get a lot of opportunities where you're still in the game to make it continue to make it a game. Yeah. And you and you've now you have the false start on Lure Lewer. And then you have this helmet issue, fumbled snap, and you piss away two drives. Yeah, that's it. And and so Nebraska has to punt. Here comes Nebraska's defense again. Great series. They do a nice job rallying to the ball. They force an Ohio State punt. So here, here, black shirts. You forced a punt. Uh, so I think we should we should make note of this. You know, it, it's the. I mean, at this point, are we are we into the second quarter? Probably. Uh close to it. Close to it. I wish I'd have wrote down the. I so it, it's close here. to that, yeah. So, but but here's what here's I think the thing we were all looking at, right? And I know I was, and um, I'm looking at how our line, our defensive line, our offensive line. Let's let's focus on defense because they just had their series. Second quarter just started. Yeah. So how how are our lines holding up against Ohio State's? And I think the the big takeaway after rewatching these games was. Oh, they they were holding up just fine. Yes, you know, and this yeah. is we're talking about three new starters on the defensive line. We got Robinson, Stilly. I mean, Stilly played some, and then between Daniels and they had a few guys rotating in there, but called those three are our starters. Right. right. Um, 
I was actually Casey Rogers. Casey was in Rogers, yeah, right, Keen yeah. Green was in yeah. there. I was pleasantly surprised with those new younger guys that they came in, held their own for the most part. They really did. Yes, and so that was great to see um, against one of the better teams in the country. Totally agree. That that's without question. Like they were hanging in there in the trenches. Yeah, they and, didn't look like we have looked overmatched physically for two years now. Really well, have. Think, but think about the game. Think about the Ohio State game last year. Completely. We 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 were getting moved. Um, the Minnesota game, we were getting moved. You know, these games where we kept getting just pounded at times. And that's a real offensive line. Like Ohio State's offensive line, that's a real, yeah. real group right yeah, there. Yeah, so, so I was really – I was impressed. Uh, totally agree. With our, our defensive line just starting out like, okay, they, they – you know, that's where Ohio State just had they, – they didn't get their run game going no, pretty much at all. No. So, yes, we are into the second quarter. And so Nebraska forces the punt. Here comes Nebraska's offense. Good drive here. Martinez has a nice third-down pickup on the pass over the middle to Jack Stoll. It was actually the play where Jack Stoll hurt yeah. his knee, but it was a beautiful design. Stoll sits down in the middle of the, middle of the field but hurts his knee. But pick up a first down. Then Nebraska converts another third down with Luke McCaffrey on a quarterback draw. Little shits running tough, sticking his nose in there. And then Nebraska gets a long pass on a play action to Austin Allen down the the right sideline. That's just a beater play. That's like just one of those plays as a defensive coordinator you just hate because it's such a schemer play where – you know, you have your guys in the right position. The guy that's supposed to block just doesn't Skirts block, out and, and you just go it out to him. It's, it's a it's nice play. So hard to defend plays like that, and and that gets the ball all the way down inside the the you know inside the fifteen and ten yard line, and that sets up a Dedrick Mills three yard touchdown run. So an eleven play, seventy eight yard touchdown drive ties the game at fourteen with eight minutes left. And let's be honest, when Nebraska at this point, you can say if Nebraska doesn't shoot themselves in the foot, they're shoving it right down Ohio State. Throw. It's a game like it, there's. You don't feel like this is David and Goliath at this point. You no. really don't. You just feel like, yeah, they're a little bit better, but yeah, we're in this game. We're playing foot. Like that's how it felt by that point. And that I think, uh, like I said, is it, at that point everybody in 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 the the state felt good about totally. what they were seeing. Right. Well, yes. I mean, and then here, so then here, so it's fourteen fourteen. Here comes Ohio State. Another huge moment. Nebraska gets Ohio State to fourth and one at the Ohio State 34-yard line. Yeah. Ryan Day shows some serious balls to go for it. Now, some of it's probably out of like they're not really afraid of Nebraska, well, but whatever. I, I think that's that's very that's very telling that they went for like every fourth down. All. I mean, there was like right. maybe one they punted, but almost every fourth down that was shorter than 10 yards. <laughs> Five yards. They were going for. three to five yards. They were going for. Yes, and that—that's the part where we haven't earned the respect to be like, you know, if you, that's Alabama, if it's if you got oh, two you yards, ain't doing that. I don't think you're doing that. No, you're not doing that against Michigan. No, I, you know, even Michigan, not even just Bant, like, but so I mean, this is a huge play. I mean, it's yeah. fourth and one. You get a stop. Here comes the offense, and they they take over at the Ohio State 34 yard line. Another moment, like where it's like. But, but that's where I, I'll give Ohio State credit. To me, that's them beating us. Oh, totally. You know where totally. there's self-inflicted yeah. mistakes? That When they go for it on fourth down, I consider that less of a self-inflicted and 
they're beating us. Yes, like to me, you can categorize three. Like we have a couple categories. You have self-inflicted mistakes. That's Luke's fumbled snap. That's Lure Lure's false start. Like things like that. Then there's just missed opportunities. Yeah, this I, would fall under the missed opportunity to yeah to, to stuff a guy on fourth sure. and one for sure. I'm more, I get more. I call like a. I call a self-inflicted wound like the third and long. You can't get off the field. I don't think that's a missed opportunity as much as that's like, you, I ex, when I expect you to be able to do something, that's called self-inflicted. Right. Where missed opportunities like it's fifty-fifty. Yeah. And, well, that, and, 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 and so that's more like to me. It's like that's. But a it could have been. A, all I'm saying is like you 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 stop him on fourth and one and you take over at the thirty-four. Yeah. Whew. But either way, Ohio State converts it. Ohio State then drives on the, on the down the field. This is a drive where JoJo Doman gets his targeting call overturned. Yep, which ended up being important because JoJo Doman made a huge play on yeah. third and one, just shooting his shot and going after Master Teague and stopping him short on third and on third and one. But Ohio State then runs up to the line and they go for it on fourth down. They get it, but they get flagged for illegal motion. Yeah. They have to get backed up to fourth and five. They settle for a field goal. And so it's 17-14. But I don't know. Like, to me, defensively for Nebraska, you're trotting off the field. I'm not saying you're fist pumping, but you held them to three. Well, here's what we actually did do, which I will give Nebraska props for, is we made them earn it. Like, we right. didn't get – so so when I say earn it, I mean – we really we gave up the one long touchdown. Yes, but we tackled well. So when I when I say you earn it, that means okay. Most of the time, it's it's you're not giving up the yards on the ground, and then when they throw it, okay, you keep it in front of you and you tackle. And we did that. Like we were tackling. I don't know that they broke two tackles this game. Right. Other than Fields scrambling. Yes. But their running backs other, and receivers other than Fields. did some not. For some reason, Nebraska had a hard time tackling Fields. But everybody else. We tackled, tackled everybody. Yeah. Every running back we tackled. Every receiver we tackled. Right. Um, I think our defensive backs were, they were playing off pretty. They were yeah. giving a lot of respect. And I think they didn't do um, a great job of matching their routes like they should have. That that was my takeaway rewatching was it was just like. There just seemed to be their eyes and feet were slow. Like everything was slow in their reaction. They were not pressing on these guys very much, which maybe they, they felt like they couldn't, but they weren't reacting up enough on those guys. It was just way too much cushion and way too slow sometimes on recognizing routes. I thought that, you know, sometimes you got to pass things off sure. or you just got to jump a route. They were just slow on that. Totally. So that, that was really, if you had to lay out what did they not do well as a whole defense, that's probably it. Totally agree. The rest of the day was like, for what they have, I thought they did a pretty good job. So hold, to hold that thought, because I want to get more, a little bit later on, more into that defensive back stuff, because I thought that, I thought it was really... There's a lot to try to like. It's tough to make heads or tails of what the pass defense looked like for a variety of reasons. Yeah. But so Nebraska gets a, holds them to a field goal. It's 17 14. Yeah. And here comes the biggest turning point of the game. This is it. And I even, you know, and I'm sure I'm not alone in this, but I, I was watching the game with my brother. And when, when Nebraska, when they came back from commercial break and. Nebraska was come back onto the field. I thought in the moment, I said, this is going to be interesting to see how aggressive Frost gets or how Nebraska handles this 
because Ohio State's going to get the ball to start the second half. At worst, you have to get to halftime with it being 17 to 14. Yeah, you needed a first down like your life depended yes. on. Yes. So, so this is a really – I was in my mind, I wasn't even thinking points. I wasn't even thinking you got to go score. Get, I was thinking you need a first down and you need to just end the half so you kind of have all the momentum even though you're down. Yeah. So what happens – the drive begins with a delay a game coming off of a kickoff, which is, I mean, I, I don't even know beyond inexcusable. Like, and yeah. I, I don't even know where we want to begin to delve out blame. It's on Frost. It's on Lubick. It's on Martinez. It's on everybody. Frost took the blame, uh, which that's good. I'm glad he did that. But uh, I rewatched TV copy. I wanted to see because they were late. They were late. Going, on. They, were, they were doing a promo for yeah. the next game, and at six seconds left, Martinez was not trying to get the snap. So I don't oh. think Martinez saw it either. No, I know. So you know what I'm saying? Like, but here's the thing: what I don't the, the what makes it even more it's beyond inexcusable and egregious. But what makes it more egregious is Nebraska had two timeouts left. Yep. Like, how many times do we see coaches run out onto the field? Because they don't think they're either they don't like a look or they don't think they're going to get the playoff. Like, some how did you not see the play clock? So you had Scott Frost and you have Adrian Martinez. Both of them have to know the clock, and both of them have to equally know I'm calling a time because you can call. I mean, yes, he could turn and call timeout if you're the quarterback. But Frost didn't see it. Martinez didn't see it. So give them both the blame because that always is the coach gets the plan late. And then, you know, Martinez up at the line has to see it too. Yes. It's just, I just don't understand how that happens. Like, I really sincerely, like, that's bad. If you and I would go watch a freshman football game, Lincoln Southeast freshman football game, it's embarrassing at a freshman football game. And it happened for Nebraska playing Ohio State. It was a critical moment too and that it's a and we huge. we all knew it in the moment too. Oh, I, I, oh, here you could you go. feel the cuz we did this at Colorado uh to start the second half last, last year. year. We did the same thing to start we came out you get a penalty and you go. Ugh. There are just these moments that happened in Nebraska that are probably a window into a lot about them where they're still a little weak mentally and they're still a little like where something goes wrong. And you can just see it fall apart. Like you yeah. could feel it the second that false start or that delay a game happened. It was it, you could feel the melting. Because we are we we are we are what we are, right? Like I think we all saw what happened up to that point. I think we all our expectations were exceeded a little bit to that point. Yes, and then that point disappointed us more than we were uh, probably expecting in terms of like. We're not going to do the same things we do, and we just did. Like we did the same, the same lapse of, of concentration, and then the same sort of like reaction to our. Uh, we we blew it. Here it is. Let's blow it some more. So delay a game. Yeah. Nebraska then loses one yard. They run that counter play to Luke again. So it's it's second and fifteen. Nebraska then gets sacked. It's third and twenty. Ohio State then calls timeout. You know what they're thinking. Then Nebraska gets sacked again. So now it's fourth and twenty-five. Ohio State calls another timeout. Yeah. So Nebraska has to punt. So in that drive, Nebraska lost fifteen yards and only took forty seconds off the game clock. And that's the weird thing about this offense is I feel like when it's going well, it goes so well. And then when it doesn't go well, 
it's like the fastest three and outs you've ever, ever seen in your life. Yes. And I don't know I, what it is about that. I've never seen that before. It's like, it's like we can get these like lightning fast three and outs where it feels like we had no chance to ever move the ball right. on that drive. Like it depends right. on the drive where we like, it's like, I don't know. It's like they're flipping a coin. And it's like this, this drive, the defense is calling all the wrong plays in the next drive. They call every play that you have no chance to run a yard. It is and I weird. don't know why that is. I don't know because yet yeah, the, the, not only was it, and maybe it was a combination of everybody kind of peeing their pants with the delay of game, but like, the, the three plays Nebraska ran, Nebraska had, I mean, they were getting, they had no prayer for it. But to make matters worse, too, on the punt, Markel Desmuke gets flagged for a defensive face mask, which was, I mean, both he these was guys getting, are, he was getting, he was getting held. He and, was getting like a prison assault. Like some yes. guy was like, come into my cell. And he's yeah. like, no! <laughs> <laughs> come into cell block C. No! That's what it was. It was a fight for Markel Dismuke's life. Uh, I mean, J- Joel Klatz, like my after yes. joining the pod, he yeah. was he was aw- first of all. I had multiple people text me and say Joel Klatz, awesome on the pod. He was great. He did a great job on the pod. But you know, he was at least calling it like it right. was. He goes, he goes, how about a hold? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Right. The guy held him for 15 seconds down the field, and then he finally like pushes off his face. It's like, well, how else are you supposed to push him yes. off? You know, so yeah. bad call, but once again, but it's one of, another thing that kind of just at, unfortunate. Yeah. So well. then, Nebraska, so then Ohio State gets the ball at the Nebraska 46 yard line with two minutes and 25 seconds left, with one timeout up 17 to 14. So here comes Nebraska's defense, and maybe they can step up and save Nebraska's offensive bacon here. All right, let's take a quick break to tell you guys about Runza. My friends at Runza Restaurants are offering a special coupon code for my listeners on all Runza sandwich and cinnamon roll online orders at Runza.com. You heard that right. Runza sandwich orders. They will actually ship a dozen frozen Runza sandwiches right to your door. Whether these are for you or a friend out of Runza territory, this is a game-winning deal. Go to Runza.com slash ship and enter code Nick at checkout for 15% off Runs a sandwich and cinnamon roll online orders. Again, that's code Nick, N I C K, for 15% off Runs a sandwich and cinnamon roll orders on Runza.com. This deal is good for online orders at Runza.com only. This is a great deal, guys. That's 15% off Runza and cinnamon roll orders on Runza.com. Code Nick, that's code N I C K, only at Runza.com. And while we're here, Let's talk about Pella windows and doors. You know, even though we're still in the midst of pandemic, Pella can safely make your window and door remodeling dreams come true. Pella is following CDC guidelines and taking safety extremely serious to give you the peace of mind that when you're inside the Pella showroom or Pella is working on your home, everyone is safe. And they are even offering temporary special financing options safety check potential savings check so now is the time sure you've been cooped up in your house realize oh my god my windows need some updating i need a new door well make it happen add value to your home make your home more energy efficient turn your window and door remodeling dreams into a reality with pella check them out online pellaomaha.com that's pellaomaha.com back to the podcast and here's the thing they get it to third and seven they get ohio state to third and seven 
and Justin Fields converts over the middle yeah. for a first down. And then on the very next play, there's pass interference on Cam Taylor, which I thought that... That was a borderline one, too. Because that pass, that ball looked uncatchable. It was uncatchable, and he wasn't really holding him. He was just kind of like leaning on him almost. Right. So I, I thought that Fields got rewarded for throwing the ball over the middle into double coverage. Truly got like right. truly got rewarded for that. Because there was nowhere... I mean, he was... There was nowhere that guy was not open. He was he threw it. In, he led his guy into double coverage, where is either. I mean, I wish our guy would have picked it, but at the same time, they called pass interference. Which, I mean, I'll say this: the refs did not do us no. any favors. I mean, that's. I mean, it is what it is. You can call complaining. I mean, it just is reality. Nebraska didn't get a whistle, a very good whistle. They yeah, got, I, mean, they, I mean, they got they got not one, not two, not even three. We're talking about four to five. Really borderline calls. Because, I mean, what are we talking about? Even the defensive face mask on Dismuke on the punt's a pretty bad call. And then now this one. Yeah, I mean, really four with the targetings. And I saw a hold they called on Farinoke that was like, yeah. looked like he just pancaked the guy to me. It wasn't like, right. you know, a guy about to make a play. It was like a backside of a play that had no effect. And he pancaked him. I'm like, what are we calling here? I don't know. So, I, I mean, we're talking four to five really shaking. borderline calls by the ref. That it's part of that big number of yards that I think is really that the, add up. That, 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 totally that add up. I'm saying may have cost. We may have never won the game, but the difference between being a seven point game or a ten point game and being a thirty point game had a lot to do with those. Totally. And either way, it's you know so the pass interference gets it sets up Ohio State in the red zone. Two plays later, Master Teague scores on a touchdown run. So now it's twenty four to fourteen. Yeah. Rook, I want to mention this though, because even. Nebraska came back out on on the field offensively. They had a minute 10. Yeah. They had some timeouts. I mean, you never know. Like, Nebraska on first down, kind of one of those things like, well, let's see what happens on first down, and then we'll kind of, you know, like, yeah. we don't get any yards on first down. Let's just get to half, like, whatever. Nebraska got eight yards on first down, setting up second and two. They get to the line. Nebraska gets a holding call, backs them up. Yeah. Forcing Nebraska to just run out the clock. I, I truthfully, I think that was the right. So the do right I, play. but but I guess what I'm saying is like if you don't get the hold and you get the first down, oh, and then, then we're like, still then cooking. You're, then you're gonna, you know, you then you maybe take a shot, see what happens, right? Well, you have enough time. You have enough and time down. and downs to that next first down play. You get to you get to go. For, you That's know what, what I mean? I'm saying. You yes. can run it. You can throw it. You can you can try and still have enough time to run uh, enough downs to run out the clock from there, right? So halftime, twenty-four to fourteen. Okay, frustrating into the half. But listen, how many of you would have taken twenty-four to fourteen at half? And almost, and, th and this is the the better point where we're mad about it. Right, you're like we weren't happy that it was twenty-four to fourteen. We we're I, like everybody's like livid. I was we're like, like heated at half, like we because there was opportunity there. There was a yes. lot of opportunity that we could have we could have been up 21-14, I think, really easily if a few a few plays go differently. Or um, just at worst. 1714. You're yeah. down 1714. And, like, and I think the the way what I kept thinking about throughout this game is I was you know, maybe because the World Series is on, I kept thinking about baseball. And I'm like, okay, we don't have to throw a perfect game, like no no runs, no hits, but you you kind of have to probably like throw a shutout at least. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, maybe they get a hit or two and they're gonna get a hit or two, but we keep them off the you know what I mean? Yeah. So like for us, the penalties. And the self-inflicted mistakes, we couldn't have those. Right. 
and still win this game. And that's and that I kept thinking we got to we got to shoot a, a shutout on that with that and stuff. The, and, and we couldn't areas. do it. Yeah, we couldn't do it. Just in those areas, we had to do it, and we fell short there. And, and so real quick, so here come. I mean, again, it's twenty four fourteen. It's not over. You know, 10, what I mean, it's not over, over. In modern football, ten to fourteen points is nothing. So here we go. Nebraska's defense trots out there. Got to get a stop, right? Let's bow up. Here we go. Reestablish. Let's go. Nebraska gets Ohio State to third and five. Come on, baby. One time. One time. Let's get off the field. Third and five. Here we go. Nope. Ohio State runs the shallow crossers that pick. they do all the time. That's it's the a pick, pick, though. Yeah, so, so oh, okay. Somebody has to explain <laughs> to me this, all right? How it's fair. So, we're going to get. To, we're gonna talk about targeting. Right. And we're going to talk about all these things that so favor the offense in a minute here, yeah. okay? But this is another one. All right, these guys are allowed to cross, run across the field, and I mean, have no no intention of doing anything else but staring at the guy and trying to get a piece, yes. and and somehow they never want to call this. They want to call touch pass interferences on Cam Taylor Britt, but then they run pick plays all the time. Okay, right. I I, I almost think defenders need to just flat out run into the. To the guys. Right. And flop. Like, that's the only way. You, you can't keep allowing these offensive guys to just have all the advantages. It's just not fair right now. I, I You know, it's funny you say that. Like, one thing uh, I thought it was Villanova started doing last year. So you, you know what a lot of teams have gone to, especially in college basketball, is just like three or four guards and they do like dribble weaves, right? Yeah. So, like, one guy tries to drive and they flip it back and then that guy drives into the middle and they flip it back. And one thing... That's hard to defend. It's yeah. like, are you switching it? Am I sticking with it? Getting through a dribble handoff is basically a moving screen, yeah. right? Yeah. So what Jay Wright would tell his guys to do, just go run it. The guy that's doing the handoff, yeah. just go run into the guy yeah, and fall down. Yeah. And you know what? A couple times, you'd get an offensive foul. Yeah. So I'm with you. Maybe, maybe some of these times on these shallow crossers, you need to just go... That guy's that, that's picking you... If he's you, picking you, you got to be picked. run into him and get... You got to be picked and you got to flail your arms. Like, you don't got to fake getting hit. Get hit. Right. Yeah. You got to get it. hit and then flail your so arms that's because... What, that's what... No, they just run into the guy that was doing the dribble handoff and fall down. Because... Uh, because that will you're deter. Right. I think that will deter people from running them if they get calls on them more. Because right now, refs are allowing all these things that only benefit the offense. Defensive players are getting ejected and getting penalties left and right, and the offense is, is throwing the ball in these vulnerable places and not being penalized. It is so the deck is stacked against defenses in football now to a point where like, oh god, drive me. I, I don't even know what you're supposed to do, Nick. There's nothing that drives me crazier than a freaking pick play. I don't know what it is about it. <laughs> drives me crazy. It drives me crazy. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I'm, I'm totally with you because that the replay had it clear as day. I mean, just pick the guy, you know? It's a pick. Pick. Just picked him. So they convert a third and five. And a few plays later, Justin Fields gets a 17-yard touchdown run. Real quick, what happened to Colin Miller on that play? Why did That was a play. Colin Miller is running after Fields. He and just he took kind of he kind of took a did he think I had no he just was like I'm not gonna get him yeah to me it looked like he he's a little slow on his clothes from he took a, a took weird a bad angle, angle I think but he was slow and then he then he let up a little bit and I think that's one you you know the next day you go dude finish the play yeah because then I, mean, I don't think I I think Fields is probably gonna score but it just was a bad look 
that was just that was stop. the only time I think of the game where I was like, finish, you know, yeah, finish. That, I agree because I actually thought Nebraska's defenders rallied to the ball well and all that stuff. I mean, I thought everybody played hard. If we, I know that's and, and that's uh, what I was I meant in the first half uh, when we we're talking the yeah. first half is like. If there are pluses, like I don't, I'm not like big on like we got our butts kicked, but like everything's great. Like no, everything's not great. We got our butts kicked. <laughs> but, <laughs> but right, if you tackle right, and I see effort like that, I'm saying we didn't see a lot of like lagging effort. Like, that was the only play I can really think. That's of. That's what I mean, Nick. When we, I saw so many times against Minnesota and these other teams, we're like. Guys just were quitting on plays. Right. Like they were just allowing people to walk in the end zone. They were just not not being – we were being physical. We were being thrown out of the game for being physical. Right, right. That is what I will take 10 out of 10 times. I'll take a guy getting thrown out for hitting somebody hard than the guys letting up and letting somebody catch totally the ball. Totally agree. I, I just, I just want, I, I mean, I would rather in some ways, get screwed that way by the refs than just get beat. Be, yeah. Like you'd rather have Cam Taylor coming in and trying to, you know, headshot a guy – than, than do what Miller did there and stop. And, th- and I'm not trying to take a shot at Colin Miller. I, just, I think it's a sign of how well Nebraska did in the effort category because that one stuck out I, so And bad. I think we can we can call out Miller because Miller He's a is a guy that plays he, yeah. hard right. all the time. So that was a uncharacteristic little moment. I think he... Uh, I guarantee yeah. you they're gonna show they're gonna watch film and Colin's gonna be doing a lot of like my fucking fault guys. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, like I don't I, that's not gonna happen. We say you that know? and he would be on we could bring him on the pod and, and he'd be he'd, like, he'd yep. be like, Yeah, whoops. I got but so. okay, so they score thirty one fourteen. Nebraska's offense, you're you're big time on the ropes. The game's on life support, you gotta respond. Game's right? on life support, but I, I think the the truth is this twenty one points in college football, as long as it's not to the Eight minute mark in the fourth quarter, you're okay. Actually, yeah, I mean, a, I mean there's, it, yeah, there's it, eleven minutes in the third quarter. It's a long shot, but like you're not out of it yet. But 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 you kind of need an answer, right? Yes. Like you, yes. you you need an answer. And Nebraska was formulating an answer. They were putting together a nice drive. They got the ball across mis- midfield into yeah. Ohio State territory at the Buckeye forty five yard line, and then Adrian Martinez on a run. A lot of juking, fumbles, and Ohio State scoops it up, scores. Now it's 38-14, and now it's probably ball game. It is ball game there because now our whatever we had for um, for Mojo and for belief, I think when your leader coughs, I mean, and Nick, nobody pulled the ball out. He. He just, a guy pulled on his arm. He took two steps and then just lost just it. Lost it. Like he just dropped the ball, and you cannot, you cannot under any circumstances give the ball away uncontested like that. Right. That was an uncontested. He right. gave the ball back to them for a touchdown, and that's just that's killer, man. It ends it. So in a span of ten minutes of game time, Nebraska goes from having momentum, having life. With the score seventeen to fourteen, to down thirty-eight to fourteen, and that's how fast it happens against good teams. Yes, that's how fast it happens against Where if Ohio you, State, if you, Alabama, Clemson. You blink, you make mistakes. It's over. Twenty, thirty, forty points can happen in like five plays. That's right. I mean, ten minutes of three twelve left. Nebraska trotted out, get the to get the delay a game to with. Gosh, what is it? Eight minutes or so left in. There's probably about 
eight minutes or so left. So that's and like Nick. That's the baseball. Like you're you're uh, okay. You're 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 hanging in there. You threw a. Uh, you know, a three hit shutout in the first, uh, and then all of a sudden the bases are loaded. Can you get out? Yeah. And then it's a grand slam, and you kind of go. That's, you went from like, man, yeah. things were going well to holy shit. Yeah, it's that, over. That's that's what happens. So, and uh, guys, just so so it's, my it's take, and I think we've we've basically kind of spelled it all out here. This has been this was this was good and therapeutic to go back over. But like, Nebraska is probably never going to win that game. Let's not get crazy, right? Yeah, they're probably never going to win that game. But Nebraska could have made that thing and should have made that thing a lot more interesting than it ended up being. I mean, the thing that's frustrating is Nebraska was their own worst enemy. And I wrote, like, they just just can't seem to make the timely big play when they need it. And conversely, they can't help but make the timely mistake when you absolutely can't afford it. Yeah, the, the words that you used that I was thinking all yesterday and all this morning was timely, right? That's the most important thing. Like, they got good, some good players, and I think we are well-coached. I think what we lack is this, that, that knack to make a timely play, mm-hmm. just like what you said, right? Like, this group... For whatever reason, our best players haven't figured out how to do that yet. Right. And all great teams do that. Mm-hmm. They have a that's why and you know we always use basketball analogies like the really good ones, it's like when it matters they have this sense of like well now we really need a bucket and they go get the bucket 9 out of 10 times. Right. They just have a way of doing that. And you don't know how they know how to do it. They just have a sense. Right. And Justin Fields was kind of the guy that you go he know he's got the time. Yes. He's got that timeliness of we need a big play now, and I'm going to make it now. Right, no question. Good pass rushers do the same thing. They get the they go. Okay, I'm going to go kill. Because I'm going to go make it happen. Because here's the problem. It's like the the stuff that is in your control, and the self inflicted stuff. Like that stuff at some point has to change. Now you're never going to have a perfect game, and I'm not necessarily expecting a perfect team. And that plays perfect every game, but for as for as much as I agree with what you just said, like Nebraska right now has to be elite at the details that you can control, because the reality is they still don't have enough talent to no, overcome you, those. Mistakes. If you don't got the horses, yeah, you got to be better at that. Like it, when you're playing Ohio State, you have to beat them on, at that stuff because they have better guys than you, like up and down the board. They, they do. do. They just do. They you, you have to be better. Like you have to have a great game plan, and you got to execute it better. That's the only way you can beat Ohio State. You can't just say we're all going to play and right. you know freewheel it here. It's like ah, they're going to win that game. So okay, because that was the game. Like we could. Yes, there were some things that happened now in the final. Th- eight minutes of third quarter in the fourth quarter that are interesting that we'll touch on a little bit. But, like, that's – for all intents and purposes, that was the game. That's the game. The game is done with about eight minutes left in the third quarter at 38-14. All right. All eyes were going to be on Adrian Martinez and Luke McCaffrey. I guess – I, I want to get your thought. Like, how would you feel about what it what that looked like, having both guys out there? The two – what would you, you uh, think of it? If, if you have – with a team that is lacking in talent, Skill position wise, right? I actually love that we were willing to do that. We were willing to put our two of our 
five best offensive players out in the field. We had to do it, and we had to run them, uh, and we ran them both a lot from the quarterback position. Right now, is that sustainable? No way. That that offense, the way we did it, is not sustainable. Running both those guys, they ran twenty two times. I think. I yeah. Think it was, yeah, they had uh, they had twenty two carries between Martinez and McCaffrey. Twenty two carries, hundred sixty five yards. No, so, so to me, what that was, and I, I completely agree with that game plan, and here's why. Against the best team in the conference and maybe the country. One of the two or three best. They did a lot team. of these quarterback runs, which is always you're giving one extra guy up. It's They're safe. They're very safe plays um, that you said you get an advantage in, and, and you're getting the ball in one of our best ball like players' hands. So I think it was really safe. It was very effective at times um but at the same time like that that can't be your offense all the time like at some point you gotta you know push the ball down the field throw it to other people and you gotta give those guys a little break from running it just because they're not built to take that kind of beating for a whole season um you know they, like I said they coughed it up when twice you, yeah. when they got to you know run 17 18 90 like they start coughing it up where uh, you know, running backs are usually get a little stronger as the as the game goes. I don't know if that's the case for quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. Even, I wrote down, "Can I play pessimistic, Nick?" But you kind of like because I, I was going to play because that I, I I totally I agree, basically I agree. Did you with like the you game plan though for that game? Yeah. Okay. Okay. And but but I'm I'm glad you said because like I don't I don't what I wrote down is how much can you continue to use both quarterbacks like that without it detracting from your offensive system being fully implemented and utilized to its highest potential. Yeah. And to, to me, the answer is like not, it's not a sustainable thing for a whole season. Yeah, it's not. And I think defenses will, you know, now they're going to have, they're going to be a prepare for that. Yes, right? Cause so, there was, let's be honest. I mean, there was the, the one thing that Nebraska had going for him was the element of surprise. Yeah. Like, I mean, it just the, the first long run from Luke. I mean, I mean, Ohio it's State surprising. Was like, what, what the hell was that? But you know like, what? They came back to that play, and guess what happened? They got stuffed. Well, it's like Luke Luke is also not – I mean, he can play running back, but I still don't think that's his – that's going to be his strength is just to be like his brother, just line it up and give it to him. I don't know that that's his – if he's if he's built for that, he's so kind of a just, lean. He's a lean guy. Yeah, he's you not know? a big. He's a he's he's he runs hard. He though. Run, that's what's weird is he runs hard, but he's small. Like yeah, he, he he's a lean. Small. He's a lean dude, and so I think that's where being a quarterback and having him being able to pick and choose when he runs uh, a little less frequently might be better for him, especially long term. I just think it'll be hard for him at you know as a true sophomore, you know six one. 200 pounds to take, you know, 20 carries a game. It's just a lot, man. So it'll be, I mean, because, yeah, like I, I wasn't like, I didn't walk out of that game like arms were like, that was ridiculous. Like, no, it was, I mean, it was creative. And I, and I think what's hard is the reality of Nebraska's skill position talent is that it's not great right now. I, I am very, very surprised, though. Um, there was a lot of talk about receivers, you know, in the paper in this offseason and these young guys making progress. And, and I'm telling you, like, I don't think they even played until the well, last minute. Okay, you know what? Let's get into because because I think we'll we'll get back into Martinez. Like, is that I wrote down three or four three or four concerns. One of them was self inflicted wounds. We went yeah. over that, so check that out. But the first thing I'm talking about, wide receivers. What is happening? 
What what is hap- where like Omar Manning, Marcus Fleming, Elante Brown, Xavier Betts, Nance, Houston? I mean, what what is happening? Like you're having to play all these walk-ons yeah. and like what is happening at that position? You can go back to Jerron Woodyard. You can go back to uh, there. There was a couple other. There was an old Riley holdover that was a highly. T- you had Tyjon Lindsay. You had uh, there's another guy that I can't remember. His, he was a highly touted kid. But like, what is happening at that spot that isn't allowing? Basic. Let's be honest. You know how many good players they've recruited and then got onto the field and have them produce? One at wide receiver. Wondell Robinson. Yeah, it, it's a weird. And, and like we can't get like a a true light, and, and Wandale's like a scatter. You know, he's a small guy that's a slot guy. Like one like outside wide receiver. Like we can't get one guy to get on the field, and I don't know what it is. I mean, new guys are hard. Yeah, I mean it sure. takes time. Like that's the unfortunate thing is it takes time. Um, but the guys that were out there, they were new. Right, the walk on I mean, guys how can are new. Phallic and. Lure and those guys. How are those guys? Well, Levi, at least he he's got football. He's played, right? right. He played for South Dakota State, so at least he's got. You know, he's kind of like a. But Noah. a South Dakota State transfer should not come in and be better than this Jamie Nance guy from. I think he's from Missouri. Like that shouldn't happen. If you're recruiting right and you're developing right, that should not happen. Well, I, I don't know. I just don't. I haven't got to see any of these guys play, so I don't know. I don't know anything about it. What was him. the old boy, Kenavai uh, Noah? They had to go Kenavai Noah last year to come in and like just be serviceable. Uh, like, I just, for this offense to, I mean, you, obviously you need a good, you, you for this offense to work, you need those guys. And Yeah, they, they got to get some help. I mean, you just got to be able to throw it down the field to back people off. Because that's and, the thing that I'm scared of is like, there was maybe a, a now, once it becomes abundantly clear that Nebraska can't throw the ball down the field, uh-oh. Because yeah, I, Nebraska took one shot down the field, pretty much, and it was to Vokalek yeah. from Martina. Other than that... And that was a force, too. That was that was point. almost picked. Yeah, like, so I, I, I don't know what it is. I, I do also think there's a... As much as I like the way the offensive line run ran block, or run blocked... Um, I did feel like our pocket was really being collapsed. Yeah. Even though like we weren't really giving up a lot of sacks, I felt like we have to get the ball out faster than Ohio State did. Right. You know, Ohio State it was like it was a lot cleaner of a pocket. And that makes a big difference. It does. So I, I think that's a, a little bit of an issue. We don't have people to throw to and we still gotta clean up sort of our 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 pocket a little bit. I think. And so I mean cause I was listening to uh, I listened to a little bit of Big Red Overreaction with Damon and Gary were on, and I was and the thing I didn't I mean Marcus Fleming was on Instagram Live thirty minutes before the game from the locker room, like Instagram Live, you know, live, you know, clicking a button, yeah. filming himself, like you. So the one thing I also wonder what's happening because and again I don't know exactly what's going on with Omar Manning either, but. I wonder if there is a part of Frost early in his tenure, which it's still relatively early, where he's having to draw a line and basically be like, you know who I I cannot I can't sacrifice certain things Monday through Friday or with the details or how you're supposed to act because you're maybe more talented than someone else. Like Cade Warner, Levi Fallick. Lure, all those guys, they they must be doing more things right Monday through Friday 
Well, we're talking that we, we talked for two plus years about cleaning things up, right? So like cleaning up mistakes, you know, not no self-inflicted wounds that what you're saying to me, if I'm hearing you right is if Frost has drawn the line, it's if you can't play clean, if you can't avoid these little, the little details you know, making those mistakes with the little details, like we're not going to play you. That's the only thing I can, I could, or, I could or it's think. just like, are you, I mean, just also like, how are you conducting yourself? Well, you can't go on Instagram live 30 minutes for the game. I mean, I, I don't, Nick, trust me. I'm, I know you're I'm going to sound like, like I mean, an old guy, but uh, I mean, you, you I don't understand a lot about the, the generation now. I mean, every single kid puts out a video of himself being recruited. I'm just like, no, I trust I me. Mean, I'm it, like, what is it, it's it's all know? hey. But I guess that's I, so. I think there's a little bit of that going on too, where it's like some of these guys need to meet the coaches halfway, and like, man, like you gotta you gotta you gotta do the right thing. Yeah, in a lot of different ways. I mean, unless it's just like some of these guys just truly they just needed a couple more weeks to be like, I am finally understanding the system, and and that's our, that could be maybe just like like they need but, some more time in the system. That that's very possible. I I think it's a I think but through one game. Here, how about this? Just scare the shit out of you. Through one game, I think Nebraska's receiving core was better last year. With Spielman, yeah. Well, it's the same receiving core with Spielman. That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So how t- and and what did we, what were we saying about Nebraska's receivers last year? Not good. No. Right. So. That's my and again it's one game and we need to we need to see what happens when eventually Omar Manning we hope gets on the field and Fleming and Alante Brown and Betts gets it and all that stuff and gets on the field but like through one game like it it feels like somehow it's worse than it was a year ago. Um, I, I don't know. I I think like I said the, the game plan to me was basically uh, from what I saw was we're gonna we're gonna use these quarterback runs to be safe take the pressure off our quarterbacks from having to throw it. So it's a, it's a favor for the quarterbacks. It's a it's telling of where the right receivers are at right now, and there was a safety aspect to it. And it, I think it was safe and effective. Sure. I think that was the best thing you could probably do against Ohio State. But like I said, I don't think that's sustainable going forward. We got we to gotta expand this offense. We got to be dangerous on multiple levels. And somebody – Somebody in that does. wide receiver room, you need probably two of those guys that didn't even see the field to be like, I'm going to do things right and make go make a difference. I totally think that agree. Alante Brown, he had a catch, and I think yeah. that was one of those, okay, they threw it to that guy. I think that was intentional. Get that guy the ball. Give him a catch. And then, I mean, obviously, it's Omar Manning. He's, we'll been, he's been the savior, quote-unquote, and you know, everybody the paper said that he, he was tweeting that he is ready to, to get on the field, so hopefully so, he does. So, so I'm I, just saying, like, I, yeah, <laughs> you always wonder though. You go like, well, what are you tweeting about? Why don't you field? go play? Yeah, yeah, go, like, just go. Don't talk about it. Be about it. You know, yeah. like, I, like so we don't know what's going on. And I don't. Know, that's that's what's so hard about it. It's just like, what is happening? Like, you know, they're bringing in some fairly, but he didn't even travel. Tight. He didn't right. travel. I know. So it's just you're trying to figure out what's going on. But the wide receivers, in terms of concerns, the other concerns, you you touched on it for a second when we were kind of going through the game. But it's really hard to make sense of. The, the defensive backs, because I think going into the game, I'm not so sure if someone, if we'd have rated position groups that I felt best about, defensive backs would have been pretty high up there. And Justin Fields was 20 of 21 passing. Uh, I and, think the, the defensive backs are, 
I think they're they've gotten better each year. I yeah. really do. I think yeah. no, I, that's what's I, so I think hard they've been like, better, except for uh, you know you they, they couldn't cover those guys. Well, yeah, I mean yeah. you you can that, the hard part is you can improve, but then if you got to go guard Kevin Durant, it, it might not show that it's actually yeah. Like th- what's that happening to me here. was like, like here here's it, why I say they improved because when they come up and tackle now, they all fly up and they make tackles. Okay, so that's where I see improvedness and they're 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 I thought they were better against the run on in every way. Where they weren't as good was they were they had guys that were dang good catching the ball, dang good throwing the ball, and they're just I think they had to be they had to re- react quicker. What explain to me you know the I mean cuz the corners were 8 to 10 yards off the ball and bailing backpedaling on the snap. Yeah. There were times Cam Taylor was like at safety. He was like twenty yards off the ball because Nick were they just trying to say no big plays, keep everything in front, yes, rally intact. And this was this is why I'm not I'm not so mad about it. Like if they want to throw five to ten yard outs and comebacks on the outside, that's part of what we're saying you have to do to beat us. But when we let our guard down and our safety peaks at the tight end inside instead of helps out on the deep post, they they, they gash score. us, right. right? Like that's what we were trying to prevent. Because that's that's what they can do. They're so good. Um that we had to be we had to be better in those moments, right? So better with our eyes, quicker with our reactions. So, you know, you get them down or challenge the pass a little bit better. That's really it. There was a there was a, you know, they completed yeah. twenty out of twenty one. Really what we needed to do was, you know, get that to about 13 to 21. Well, here again, I'm not going to sit here and try to like wax positive about giving up 20 of 21, but I think to try to get into the mind of Chenander and the defensive staff, I think they thought no big plays. Let's keep everybody in front and let's hope we get them in a few third downs and we make a play. And guess what happened? They got Ohio state into a lot of third downs and you know what they couldn't do? They could not make a play and get off the field. That's it. You know, like, and and so what I liked about our defense was we actually made them earn it. Right. So you give up nothing on the ground for the most part and you, you make them throw and catch and you tackle, throw, catch, you tackle, throw, catch, you tackle. You make them march down the field, make them not make mistakes. Right. Now, the unfortunate part was they pretty much don't do that. That's, I mean, that's what's, again, that's what's, that's why I said at the start, what's so hard to judge about all this is, how much is this stuff like, ooh, the pass defense is got to be careful. Like, what's going on here? Or how much is it? You're, you're, I mean, Fields could be the number one pick. It's probably going to be Trevor Lawrence. But, like, Fields, Fields is – He's going to be one of the first couple One, one of the first yeah. couple quarterbacks picked. you got pro-wide receivers. You know, like, so you, you have to take the opponent into consideration, too, when judging all this stuff. Yeah. But, but you're totally right with, like, you look at all of Ohio State's touchdown drives – uh, 11 play drive they had to do a six play drive 11 play drive like eight play drive like it wasn't a lot of like two plays touchdown one play t- like they made them work they made them so, work yeah yeah I mean, so, it, so i it, think there was a little bit of that going on with the plan so that's sort of like um like there's a positive in that like i said there's a positive in like the tackling now the difference is like going forward like you want to make people earn it and you also need to you need to make plays. You need to force turnover. You know things like that need to be a part of the defense, which weren't like we weren't. I think we we forced one turnover. 
Yeah, fumble. Big hit. Yeah, that's what, you know, DBs. Except those DBs were hitting people. Yeah, I'll yeah. So that. so that so that's what's like. I think I think we'll learn more moving forward with with that stuff. But like, I decided I just wanted to ask about that. The yeah. the last thing on some of the concerns was didn't get Wandale or Mills really involved or rolling at all. Mills only had nine carries for the game. He only had five in the first half. And Wandell kind of felt like just a non-factor. He only when had, he touched it, though, he was you can see he's got that jitterbug. You can just like, oh, oh man. I still that. I guess the my more, point is like he more he get him get, the ball more. Yeah, I think it just was sort of a, a symptom of the game plan was a lot of QB choice. That's what runs. I was going to ask you about. That was one of the things about like one of my concerns about the long-term viability and sustainability of playing two quarterbacks is how much does that ultimately take away from most importantly Wandale but also Mills I mean you're 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 taking away carries that Mills would maybe get now you and I are I'm not as high on Mills some like Sip thinks Mills is like I think in my top running backs it's Earl Campbell Mills Mills (laughs) Walter Payton you know it's not like that but like he's not a bad player like you probably need to he needed to be involved well, a little more than he was. Here's what I'll say is I, I don't think it was like an intentional thing. I don't either. I'm just, I think it was like they're calling those QB read plays, and I think they were actually just like they were making the right read and keeping the ball. Right. Right? The quarterbacks were keeping the ball where I think in the past, Nick, they just handed it more. And this is the game where they said, we're going to put the quarterback into the run game more than we normally do. We're going to sell out to win this way. And the quarterbacks ran it the most. Nick, they had 22 carries. Yeah, 20, that's a lot. They had 36 carries, and the quarterbacks had 22 of them. Nick, that's a lot. So yeah. usually you have five to 10 more that goes to Wandale or Mills. Because that's it. Wandale didn't have a carry, yeah. and Wandale had six catches. So Wandale only touched the ball six times. I bet Wandale typically gets five more touches at running back. And Mills gets fired, like so. So I hope that changes moving forward because again, oh, Nick, it, what, well, what, what we have to say out loud every game is like the two best players on the team. Now I still think Martinez is one of the two best players on the team. Yeah, and it's Wandale. Like you, you can't. If if you'd have told me before the game Wandale's going to touch the ball six times, I'd have thought, oh, good lord, well, that's not good. It, it's sort of a, they had him in the backfield, they had him on those options, and it just ended up, I, you know, the t- a lot of times he just didn't right. end up getting it. So, so yeah, I, I just think it'll be he, interesting to see how that move. I just am interested to see how you they they utilize playing both quarterbacks, but yet spreading the 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 ball out to guys like Wandale and Mills and what all that looks. Yeah, like. it was funny though. I mean, like they had, I mean, they had three or four like designed quick screen like so that's good that you know yes. hey Wandale's gonna get his touches like they don't want not want to get Wandale the touches the problem is is like he did get a couple throws down the field but pretty much when the ball goes like the ball didn't go down the field not very much so Wandale's like if He's that's a weird the game, spot if it's not a if it's not a little bubble screen people yeah people it's are, hard now with the situation to get him the ball like who but, are you gonna guard Wandale or any of our other receivers right I mean, yeah, that's an easy decision to make but uh overall I thought Martinez like I thought he other than the fumble I thought Martinez did did a lot of good things yesterday Martinez was solid yeah I, I don't think I don't think he was that blew me away but no it's if he doesn't have that fumble Nick I think he is I think he solidifies himself there. Um, and at the same time, McCaffrey, um, you know, I, I still don't know 
like some like they were talking the, the like is this the, is the, this changing, the changing of the, of the guard? guard? It's like, and I was like, that's a little premature. And then Luke fumbles, and everybody goes, okay, Luke. Luke had a fumble snap and a fumble. So you go, you kind of just go. I don't feel I, any different than I felt, but like Martinez is still the guy to I, me. I agree. I don't. I don't. I walked out of that. I left that game feeling no different than I felt heading into it. That I still think Martinez is a is slightly above. And I like McCaffrey. The guy runs tough. Yeah. He's dynamic. But like, I still think Martinez is slightly above McCaffrey. I think he's got. I think. I think the playbook is a little limited when Luke's in there. Like, I still just don't know how good Luke can throw the ball. I, I saw one throw and he. He threw it's a nice like, one to Wandale, I think. Yeah, it was, and it, his motion's a little like Adrian's a much natural passer, but you know Adrian did like bullet one by Cade and an easy touchdown there. Yep, and like and we just didn't throw the ball down the field, so it's like I it just hard, don't it was know. It's hard to get a feel for for those guys throwing. Yeah, until we until we like open it up and throw it like we did a couple years ago, I, I just feel like it's hard to. Then it's like who's the better runner? And it's right. like well. Luke at times, but I think they're both pretty darn they're good. They're both in different pretty ways good. too. Yeah. Like I, I mean, maybe Luke's a little more, uh, a little more explosive and he's faster. Faster, yeah, he's faster. But Adrian's at bigger, you know. I mean, but Luke runs hard. Yeah, I, I think Luke's a better runner, but Adrian is just a little smoother operator. Yeah, and th- I, like I, said, I think he throws a better ball. I, I, before we get to targeting, and then we'll kind of wrap it up. I do think it's pretty. It's in terms of thinking about good thing. Like it's pretty good that we are walking away from that game going, you know who you know what area looked pretty good? The trenches. Like pretty good. That's that's a that's a good thing. I mean, because ultimately that tells the tale for a lot of football seasons. Like if you're not good in the trenches, you can be great at D B and great at wide receiver. Which team would you feel better about for a se- just to, not to, like would you rather have a team that you know is solid in the trenches? Or solid DBs and wide receivers, and bad like, in the trend. Yeah, bad, you know what I mean. You like, would normally do that. It's I think. We're so I a, just I mean, I felt like I mean Nebraska was moving the ball pretty well. Uh, the offensive line was doing a nice job. The D line. I mean Ohio State really struggled to consistently run the football yesterday. Um, I mean, what did they? They finished with. They did finish with 215 yards rushing, but I mean, I mean Fields. What Fields, Fields let them in carries? How many did Fields have? Fields had 15 carries for 54 yards. 54 yards, so yeah, so that's fair. Um, plus some sacks. I mean, that, yeah. that's where so I, I th- he I th- probably had 70 or 80 yards. And I thought, I thought, I thought, I think it's worth pointing out. I thought the quarterback run game looked pretty good. Be interested to see what that looks like moving forward, and just kind of how that fits into the overall plan. And then I walked away feeling like the trenches they were hanging in there, right? Yeah, I, but again, I saw some, some. I saw a few plays where. Like Cam Jurgens, like like truly like a one on one pancake. Like, right. like wow, I was like, that's really impressive. Like in and seeing that that uh, Bryce Bernhard or whatever the, yeah. the freshman, he he looked like okay. There, I mean, nothing spectacular, but you go okay, give that guy three years, right? Yeah. Everybody else looks solid. Like it just looked like we looked more solid there than we've looked in a long time. Totally so it, agree. It, it's not necessarily like anything blowing you away other than like we go oh we don't look that different than them now and that has been a problem that's the amazing thing last year's score was what 48 to 14 or something like that this yeah and this one was 52 to 17 but these two games couldn't have looked more different that's what's so amazing about that score is the score 
oh. doesn't represent like how well, that game what, actually felt. I, I saw, I was watching later on that night, I was watching uh, whatever FS1 had, I think it was Indiana Penn State. I think it was, I was watching, and you know, they have the ticker going yeah. and the, for their like, for their big bullet point that Ohio State wallops Nebraska. And I, I kind of was like, yeah, I guess they yeah, did. Yeah, I mean, if you, yeah, I mean, it's hard to argue otherwise when it's fifty-two to we seventeen. We can't argue fifty-two seventeen, but it didn't feel like it that. It didn't to me. feel like that at all to me. I mean, they were right there for, for sure, the whole first half. Yeah, and so I, I think that's a good. That's good though. That that you know, you're you're talking about a, a a comparison of what something looked like last year to this year. It's like that's that's improvement, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. targeting. Before we get out of here, Nebraska had three targeting calls. JoJo Domans got overturned. Cam Taylor's was weird. Like it was because it, it was wasn't a, a vicious hit. It was like it, a, it was like it was a, like a, a, it was little, like a love tap. It was a love tap that they are going to suspend a guy for a game for. I mean, but. it's a tough one. The way it's written, it's probably the right call because it was the crown of the helmet, helmet to helmet. I didn't think there was any malicious intent with that or anything. And then you had Deontay Williams. Where I thought, like Clat, I thought Clat nailed it in the analysis in the moment. Like he tried to avoid uh, going helmet to helmet, go lower. He used his shoulder, and, he, and hit the guy, he didn't even hit the guy's head though. So he, like, that's what I just. I wrote down three three things I hate about targeting. The first one. Every rule in sports should provide you a don't do that, do this instead. Yeah. Right. Yep. Right. And the solution of don't do this instead should not be you have to just let a guy you got you got to just let him go or you got or you got to just like stop playing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Most instances, defensive backs probably need to just stop and let a wide receiver catch the ball, and that cannot be the solution. I mean, when, especially <laughs> when you're flying when you're flying a hundred miles per hour, these are bang bang plays. It's impossible to stop on a dime, either let a guy catch or be able to perfectly move your helmet and your shoulder pads so there's no helmet to helmet. And where you get like, Deont- what's Deontay Williams supposed to do there? So th- that that's such a great thought, right? Because the way it's written, it's basically like reward. Reward this guy, this quarterback, for making the riskiest, like hang play. your wide receiver out. Yeah. yeah. So, so in the old days, right when Ronnie Lott and Jack Tatum, these guys, like when you threw over the middle, like they're coming for your head and they're gonna knock you out. So you, the, the wide receivers would go, dude, to their quarterback, do not under any circumstances like lay me out to die out there, right? Right. And so, but now it's like. When a certain angle occurs, like when this guy's, if he's coming like this, right, yes. it's different. If he's going side by side, yeah, he can adjust. If he's coming at a certain angle at a certain speed, there's no way to go that low, right? No. There's only go through. That's the only situation is go through and knock the ball out. I think it's either you got to say, like you have to penalize a quarterback that throws into that, or you got to let him hit him. Right. There's no other way. There's no way a defender can totally change his trajectory and his plane in time if he's running as fast as he can. I mean, Deontay Williams, really think about because the Deontay Williams one is perfect. Yeah. Because some of them are bang, bang, and, and a guy doesn't have time to really assess. But Deontay Williams, he had probably time to assess like, okay, here he comes. I, 
I can just let him catch it or I can try to break this ball up. Yeah, that's the only way to break this. So the, 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 the problem is there's only one way to break the ball and it's up. it's to hit. It's to hit him. And you it's, can't adjust your hit that much in that amount of time. I And some people say, oh, you sure can. I know. It's like, like you ever played? No, dude? you can't. I mean, you like, cannot run. Happening. You cannot run that fast and without totally like stopping and like dropping and, and, and putting and yourself at a weird other position. Other than Cam Taylor really, I mean, Cam's was really like leading with his it head. Was just, but it like was, everyone else, JoJo and Deontay Williams, they were really like, they got their head out of there and it was all but, shoulder. But and here's it, what I argue, I'll argue with those. Those weren't wide receivers being hung out. Those were ball carriers running right. with the ball. Right. They were running and then he like, they like turn, right? Like how can somebody with the ball be defenseless? Like how about they go down? Like, right. why is it that these guys are allowed to do whatever they want, and yet they're always deemed defenseless? Like, I, they have the ball. Their defense is over. Get rid of the ball. That's it. <laughs> so that so that's the first thing. The second thing is, of building on what we're talking about, the reality is what you are encouraging is what happened to Jack Stoll. Fly and break their – yeah, right at their knee. You, you, you are encouraging defensive backs – to dive at people's knees. Yeah. And uh, listen, man, I get the, I saw, you know, I've seen concussion. I've read all the stuff on the CT. Like, but you ask every wide receiver right now, would you rather have someone hit you in the head or hit you in the knees? Or especially like down the field, like when you see when Boodle flipped the guy. Yeah. I think that's dangerous. When you flip a guy in his head, I, I don't like that as much as I, I think that like I wouldn't like so, to be flipped. Like so that. I guess what I'm saying is going low. So if if the uh, so if we're getting in the solution business, I'm talking to the ref. What do you? I'm I'm Deontay. Hit him in the numbers. You're like or or you got to go low. It's like oh okay. So you want me to you want me to go at homeboys ACL? Well, sometimes these receivers are like they're low. Right. So when you, you get low, it's their head level. Right. So it's it, it's I think there literally needs to be like a decision made where you go as a defensive back, you have a kill shot, and you have like a. You, you, you like throw a red flag in the air. <laughs> you get one a game. You get one or two a game where you can throw it in the air and say, "I it's a backed off," to kill. and that my license to kill means that's an incomplete pass. You, you actually have to pull out a license. <laughs> yeah, so you like, pull out a like a red card. Like you're like, dead. Like you're dead. You know, like one of those games. Like tag, you're it. Right. You're dead. So the ref comes at you, is going to throw the flag. You pull out. You have a license to kill. And you're like, I have a license right. to kill. There, sorry, ref. He's like, that's right. You incomplete pass. So and then, lastly, people would cheat. They would, oh, I had the like, license, license to kill. Like, you weren't even close. I'd be pulling <laughs> that license out all day. Oh, I know you would. The, the last thing is license. To the kill. the the penalty, the the punishment for this penalty is just way too strong. Once again, everything is for the offense. There's no. There's no punishment that ejects you from a game on offense. And on defense, it's a, a tic-tac. It can be a tic-tac touch, and you're out for Cam this Taylor, game and next Cam game. Cam Taylor barely even hit the guy. It's crazy. And he got ejected. So not only is it, not only is it to me, I think there should be what one thing Joel Klatt talked about after the game was we need to have, you know, like in basketball, there's flagrant one, there's flagrant two. So there are varying levels of a flagrant foul. We need to start having a varying level of a targeting. Like if you want to have targeting, a targeting two is we deemed it a, 
you channeled your inner Ronnie Lott, John yeah. Lynch, and you launched with malicious intent. Like, I don't know. Do you see what happened to Andy Dalton today? No. For the Cowboys. Dude decapitated Andy Dalton. Yeah. Like, it was bad, right? Yeah. That can be, that's a targeting to, if you want to get ejected, okay. But, like, Cam Taylor Britz should be like a targeting one. That's a five-yard penalty. You stay in the game. Right. And if you get, maybe if you want to keep it going, if you get two targeting ones, then you're, then then you're, you're out, out of or that game. Like that. But to miss that and then the next, like, that's the, like so then to, to only, ch- only if you get like a malicious level three target where you've like injured a person because of it. Like if you take somebody's head out and knock them out of the game, they go, okay, that's a malicious three. You're out this game and first half of next. I, I just, but like, it's crazy get, what they're doing. I get that for the long-term viability of football to a certain degree, I hate to say this, but like I get that for the long-term viability of football, you have to do all you can to, to make the game as safe as possible and try to eradicate some of these crazy, I mean, remember, remember like, uh, what was it on Bermit? Like hits of the week yeah. or like, I mean, it was like, it's, Oh, I mean, you guys used to love those. Oh, it's great, right? But like, I get that. Like, we're in a different world now with what Here, we've learned. Here's what I, I get it. We live in a world where if you commit murder, there's degrees of it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> manslaughter. You're not doing near as much time if it's there's manslaughter. First degree, second you degree, third degree. Didn't mean to. Yeah. It was an accident. How can there be? Various degrees of murder, but not varying various degrees, degrees of, of tar- target. <laughs> yeah, I think that's great. But we should give them the license to kill. Though. Yes, I that's think what that's I want. Solution. People need a license to kill. But you, the, the 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 penalties for this and the punishments for this are way too severe. Why? Why these guys would have to be? Because I think if you if if like we instituted what we just laid out, you have a targeting one, a targeting two. If you accumulate two targeting ones in a game, you get ejected. Uh, th- that would deter people. That wouldn't. I don't think people would. No, I think it, it would still make people like Nick, people don't. Like, people don't want to get penalized a, like, and want to get face you know, masks. Like you don't get a, like ejected from a game for a face mask, but like yeah, like you try not to grab somebody's face mask. Yeah, so that, so that's what the penalty is for. Is like it prevents so most the spirit, people from doing. The spirit it. of the rule is to deter headshots. Well, I can alter the punishments to this rule, and you'll still deter headshots. But it just doesn't yeah. make any sense, and it's just flat wrong that when Nebraska takes the field against Wisconsin on this Saturday, they are not going to have Cam Taylor or Deontay Williams for the first half of the game. That makes no sense to me and it's not fair well and here's here's the part that's you know they can't overturn stuff and this they say well we can overturn that's why we throw so many but like the fact that they're throwing a flag if there's a big hit like they're they're throwing the flag without thinking because now they have the ability to overturn but the problem is is they can't always see it clearly so that means that there's going to be more percentage of every single time somebody gets a big hit that somebody's going to get ejected that's right so it's just like it's becoming a, a thing to just, like, you can't make a big hit. To, again, I think, like, you can you can try to make football safer, but you can't make it safe. It'll never be 100% safe. Or take the helmets off. And well, then people won't hit with their heads if their helmets are off. What I don't understand is, and maybe, you know, you, you, know, you read stories about uh, football participation amongst youth declining and and all those sorts of things and and so you do what you got to do again for the long-term viability but like 
what I don't understand is why football can't fit under the category of UFC, boxing, NASCAR, where there's like there's inherent risk that everyone yeah. understands when you get behind the wheel of a car and you're going 220 miles per hour that this isn't safe. But yeah. you are assuming the risk and you do it. Or when you step into the octagon against like some Brazilian that'll break your arm, like it's not safe, but you still do it. Like you, when you put on your helmet and you step on the football field, guess what? Between you and I, you broke your arm three times. Yeah. Oh yeah. I dislocated my shoulder. You got hit against Texas. Couldn't see out of one eye for a little bit. Yeah. And we're not trying to say that it was those badges of honor, but you know what? We knew what we were getting into. Yeah, it's part of it. It's part of the deal. It's part of the deal. Okay. To wrap this up, we're doing the aloe fast takeaway. Whoa. What do you need in your diet? What do you need in your diet, Bo? What, what, is, what is the key for having – I mean, do you, do you need fiber? Is that what you think you need? Fiber. You need fiber. Of all the decisions I've made, getting more fiber – I'm talking about the all-fiber network with aloe. It's a fantastic decision. I mean, I can't even begin to tell you how amazing it is with this internet and the reliability, the speed. It's incredible. Even watching – the TV is great, too. Like, watching these games, you can go back and forth between these games, and I can rewind. I'm like, I'm going to the Penn State. You don't have to You don't have to usually be on that channel. Yeah, yeah. You can go to it. You rewind it back. You're, okay, let me see this final drive from Indiana. Oh, my God. It's just so the TV's great, but the internet's fantastic, and it's the access to the all-fiber network in Lincoln and across the state. With having to work from home, internet's never more important. When you're on those Zoom meetings, make the switch. Go to allofiber.com. Allofiber.com. Tell them Nick Baugh sent you. So, I mean, to put a bow on it, I mean, I, I'm not so sure I didn't walk away from this game feeling like Nebraska's ceiling is slightly higher than I maybe thought it was heading into, heading into the game. Mm-hmm. Let's not say that I think, you know, let's start booking our trips to Indianapolis on December 19th and Nebraska going to play for the Big Ten championship game. But Nebraska's offensive line, move people. Nebraska's defensive line stood strong. And I just walked away being like, man, if Nebraska can ever, and it's, I mean, listen, this ifs and buts, all that stuff. But if Nebraska get to the point where they're not their own worst enemy with some self-inflicted stuff and the mis- and certain mistakes that are, are 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 in your control, Nebraska would have been right there with Ohio State, and yeah. they're one of the five best teams in the country. If they can eradicate some of that stuff, they're they're gonna they're they're gonna be in every single game they play in this year. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I would say that I, the big takeaway is. I, I liked what I saw with my eyes just in terms of like physical development. Yep. And I felt like we were playing physically tougher than we had been the last two seasons. And, and that's a good sign, right? Agreed. I, 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 and I, the holes haven't changed. And I don't know if that means we're going to win any, any more games this year than we probably right, the wide receiver issues and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's, that's real, you know, pass rush. That's real. Right. Right. We don't have a, an outside linebacker right now that can pass rush. Um, so that's real. But the fact is, I think we're moving in the right direction in terms of development. That means I, I think that they're doing the right, these right things, developing uh, the guys they do have. And now it's just a matter of like, we got to have some, get some people in and fill these holes. I think. Amen. Well, there we go. Game one recap in the Nick, books. The snow is coming down Nebraska. First, oh first game, God. first game of the year in the it's snow is happening. falling. What is happening? Well, pal, 
next week, Nebraska-Wisconsin. Got a big one. Oh, an easy one? A second one? Oh, McNeese State? No. Wisconsin. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right, so uh, that'll do it for the Recap Pod. Reminder, subscribe to the podcast. Click the subscribe button. Five-star rating review while you're at it. And uh, we'll holler at you next week for another Recap Pod for Nebraska and Wisconsin. Peace. All right, my thanks to Pella. If you're thinking about a new window or a new door, now is the time. Check them out online on the web at PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. And uh, my thanks to my good friends at Runza. Best fries on the planet, great burgers, cheap Runza, delicious. The food is simply fantastic. Runza makes it all better. A Huda Media Production.